Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So today is September 12th, 2016. We are on class number five. So any questions for this week? Uh, not really, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Going along, going, enjoying the process. Um, yes. Okay, yeah. great. Is there anything on your mind, uh, maybe not a question, but, or, you know, an aha or something exciting that's happened since the last few days? household, mm-hmm. very clean, vegan, um, and um, mindful. I just wondered about things like caffeine. We don't, I don't have any alcohol or anything like that, but sometimes I do like to drink coffee. And I wondered, do those sort of things that affect the nervous system or tend to have an effect on this work at all or intuitive yeah. ability or connection at all? Mm. Well, okay, so my broad answer would be no, but my more precise is that we're all built slightly different. We're all wired with, you know, different body types. Um, I personally don't find that having the occasional, I'm not a coffee drinker, but every now and then I'll have one if I have a headache because I don't prefer to take aspirin or Advil. I will do organic coffee instead. That really helps open up the blood vessels and help my headache. So every now and then I'll take that and I don't find that when I have just had a cup of coffee that it influences my sessions at all. Um, In those rare times that I am sick and I need a Sudafed or something basically to keep my nose from running, you know, when I've got a cold or something, I will, if I can still speak (laughs) and be heard, I'll still go ahead if I feel well enough to do the session anyway, even being on medicine. So I personally don't find that influences me. Now, I've heard Anna um, Penelope Smith say before that eventually animal communicators who are on heavy dose meds for, you know, various reasons may eventually find that they reach kind of a glass ceiling effect in their work and that they need to kind of alter their lifestyle either through something more natural or, you know, um, you know, decreasing stress in their life, not necessarily going off medicine, but they may find that they have to kind of help increase the wellness of their body. And sometimes that is doable with supplements, exercise, certain foods, etc. So we're all wild differently, but no, caffeine doesn't affect me. I, I'm, I'm not, 
much of an alcohol drinker except the occasional, you know, champagne or something of the sort, you know, on holidays or whatnot. But I'm also, I've actually never tested the theory of if I can communicate with an animal while being, you know, under the influence of a glass or two. Um, so I, I can't attest to that one way or another. I've also personally never been drunk in my life, one of those rare humans, never an interest in that. Um, so having one to two glasses, I suspect, wouldn't affect my communication um, session, but I've also never tested that either. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, because hmm. it does, for me, it feels almost like a physical experience <laughs> because um connecting with it inside my own body and feeling and breathing so it it just feels as just as physical as it is energetic um, okay. in okay. a sort of I guess connected way well we're all using our our us communicators are using our bodies which are our instruments in doing this work so if we can keep our instrument finely tuned and as healthy as possible, that's certainly, I'm sure, going to aid in our receptability and offering of communication, dialogue. Um, if we have a lousy instrument because we're not taking good care of it, the self-care is poor, or we're not eating right for our particular unique bodies, um, then sure, that definitely would influence the the instrument. To what degree probably varies from person to person, but if you know what serves your body to be vegan, vegan, then go by all means do that. Um, do whatever serves your body, whether it be exercise or time away even from animal communication. For me, I need vacations every now and then where I'm just being Danielle. I'm just being human with all the stuff that comes with being human. And I don't even want to think about, on occasion, doing communication sessions because I need a chance to just be me as I came into the world. So that's kind of where I am in my journey. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even in this short time that I've been doing this, I have had times where it, it just seems to stop and I go, oh, and I just need to just not think about it and not do it for a while, for a few days. Not long because I don't do a lot of it. I'm not, like, working like you are, but... Yeah, so I've had that sort of sense of just take a short break um, and then I can refocus on learning because I'm in the learning, not the practicing stage. So in a way, it's similar. But while, So while I'm learning, I can be quite intense about it and then I go, okay, just just stop, <laughs> rest, and then <laughs> start again. Yeah. Very um, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Rusting in between allows you to integrate. Sleeping on a new learning allows you to integrate. So those breaks are very valuable. <laughs> so the, the one thing that did come up this week was the, uh, a, a sort of, you know, it's kind of get, get, can get quite into emotional processing too. Like I just felt like I was letting go of my some of my own self doubt, and you know, I was just seeing mirrors of childhood experiences. I was going, oh gosh. Maybe that's happened for a reason. <laughs> and I felt, oh, it's something. I just feel like everything. It's almost like, even though it's yes, really. Oh, you, you said this last week, you know, it's really about uh, self work. Yes. And so when these mirrors show up, I go, oh, something in myself is time to shift or time to release or for me to be aware of. And yeah. Just, so that happens quite frequently now. Okay. And I always really welcome it because now I have a motivation. I go, oh, 
it's gonna it's gonna help me by by do like freeing this part of myself that's sort of limited or blocked or stuck. I I am freer to communicate authentically, clearly, and to really connect deeply. Um, so I have this motivation, and also my husband he he introduced or he discovered this. I don't know if you've heard of it. I had never heard of this before. It's called Win. Winhoff method. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, this man is um, European. I can't recall exactly a strong accent, and he like climbs uh, the mountains, the ice cold mountains, in shorts and a t-shirt because he's managed to awaken his physical, his body through his breathing technique and other techniques. Anyways, he's bought this ten week course for both of us. And at first, I thought, oh come on, this is yours kind of thing. He goes, no, 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 look at this. This is really gonna. This is all part of your what you're doing too, and so when I looked at it, and I thought oh, he's right, it was just very, very much about coming back to that inner power and connection within, and then the, through these breathing techniques and other techniques, that, and it's a daily commitment for ten weeks. Anyway, he got me on board because again I was like, oh, this is really going to help me to clear my um, senses, like my yeah, just cleanse and. I do find that as we do this telepathic work, that, you know, energetic work, really, yes, there's going to be things that walk into your life that are going to help you in the physical, mental, and emotional, and spiritual categories, too. You know, we're whole beings. We really aren't just physical, of course, or just mental, obviously. You know, we're a combination of all of that together, but we can break down our life if we wanted to and categorize it into okay, where am I in the physical category? Okay, I'm experiencing wellness. Great. Where am I in the mental category? Oh, I'm stressed out. I could definitely do some improvement in that area of my life. You know? And when we start to gain balance in the physical, mental, emotional, and, and spiritual, spiritual is usually, it happens of its own accord. There's really not much you need to do there. It's, but it's the other three areas we can work on. Um, that's awesome. So the fact that that was brought into your life through your husband totally makes sense. And you're probably going to find new information and more things along those lines as you and your body are ready to receive them. Yeah. And also, I'm just having beautiful time, really. Like, I think back to previous years with my own animals, especially in my younger years and families, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it just wasn't there. I really had no idea how to care for an animal and love an animal. Like, And today, ah, oh, it's just so beautiful. I have three, two cats and a dog, and we just, ah, oh, it's just so family and I just take time and I sit with them outside and I'm just there with them mm-hmm. and I watch them just to get into their world. What are they doing? Why do they love it out here so much? What, you know, what's, what's going on? And I just find that so enjoyable. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you're in a really good place, Jenny. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into today's topic. Um, so I want to talk about problem solving or you know in reality there really are no problems from the universe's perspective however sometimes human clients will bring an animal and say this animal's doing x y and z and this is a problem for me because and then they'll go into the long description of why it is um and communicators do attract a lot of that you you get people who are 
sometimes skeptical, but they have just run out of options on their end, and they're like, well, I'll try this because I've run out of everything else. I've tried everything else. And sometimes this is the turning point for them, actually hearing their animal's perspective for the first time. When I do problem solving, I present it to the owner as this. Okay, here's your animal. I want to know your perspective owner. What do you see as the problem? Why is it a problem for you? So I, I, I can understand as a human how much frustration you're going on. So basically, I'm on the same page with the owner. Doesn't mean I have to agree or disagree with the owner. I just want to know their side of the coin. And then I tell them what we're going to do during the animal communication session is observe the animal's side of the coin. Let's see the animal's perspective. You're saying they're doing this. Let's ask them, why are you doing this? And let's ask it from a natural, curious perspective. Perspective. Let's not go into judgment when we ask them. You know, and, and the owners are generally pretty good if I present, you know, we're here to observe and explore and listen to where your animal's coming from. And then once we understand your pet, then let's see if you, me, and they can kind of converge together and see if there's a plan or a suggestion or something that they are open to where we can go from next to see if we can... I don't like to use the word solve, but see if we can make things a bit better, okay? Sometimes your clients will come to you expecting you to wave a magic wand just because you can talk with an animal and tell the animal to stop this or that. And they think that just because the animal can hear you, now they, the owner, are being clearly heard through your translation and the animal's now going to just do it. And I have to explain to them, waving a magic wand is not a power I have. They have free will, you have free will, and we need to kind of see where they're at because if we're all on the same page, chances are your animal wants as much harmony and well-being in their life as you do. And if they don't, we'll discover that in the session, but it's a rare animal who doesn't. And then we'll see if we can help kind of create compassion and understanding on the animal's end about your perspective and maybe vice versa, and then we'll move forward. So, Jenny, here's the thing. You want to be careful with those clients who say, oh, I've used another animal communicator. Now I, I just don't think he or she was very good, and so I'm now coming here because I read wonderful things about you, and, well, you can help me solve this problem. Nip that in the bud if you hear any kind of talk about you're here to solve their problem because if you don't end up meeting their expectations that they've already come into the session with, then <laughs> it's not going to be a good place for you. So um, you, you want to talk with them about, hey, I'm not here to wave a magic wand or create any expectations or any specific outcome. With that said, I do find that the animals and the people sometimes shift as a result of a conversation, but I can't guarantee an outcome. It would be unfair of me to promise you anything. Are you still interested in doing the session, person? Okay. Kind of sets them back at neutral and lets you off the hook of their expectations. Okay. All right. So with problem solving, I've had some clients say to me, and you'll hear this over the years, how much information should I tell you and how much shouldn't I tell you? And I tell them, just give me in a brief nutshell, what is the issue that you're seeing? Because you telling me information, owner, isn't going to get in the way of me listening to your animal's perspective because their perspective may be in alignment with yours or it may be completely opposite or something in between. My job or my role is to be neutral in listening to your animal and to present it to you 
in with me being neutral and you me giving you their opinion and their point of view. If they're angry about it, I'll let you know. If they're upset or, you know, they're, they're nonchalant about it, I'll let you know. But I will be neutral in order to relay where it is they stand and then I'll do my best to help you both. Now, Jenny, I want to point out there are some communicators who, and they'll say it right on their website, who will say, I do not do problem solving. What I do instead is discuss the problem with you and the animal. And, the, and based on their description, it makes me think that the communicator doesn't even dive into trying to help the situation. So you have to, you know, as you do sessions with clients and all that, you're, you're going to want to decide for yourself, where do I stand on that? What do I want to do? Um, for me personally, as Danielle, I like to try to help. If both beings are open and willing, I have no problem attempting to talk with them and problem solve. Um, there are some people and some animals that will present their problem with each other to you, and truly, they don't want to change. Um, you've probably heard of people that say, oh, I want help, I want help, but they don't really. Okay. You will encounter that sometimes. Um, and when that happens, I can tell you as a communicator from my standpoint, I personally find it very frustrating because um, I want to help, I want to offer them, and yet they're not in the mental space, the, the human or the animal, I'll tell you it's usually the human in that case, to be right. open to something different. So I kind of look at my job as, you know what, I do the best job I do, I relay what they ask me to relay via the questions. I am not here to change anything for anybody. I will assist and go where welcomed, and if I'm not welcomed by one person or one, one of the pair, I do not put pressure on myself or basically badger myself and say, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that after the session's over. Um, you got to be real kind to yourself when it seems like you're at a standstill with the person and the animal. Okay? All right, so um, a couple common aids that are really nice for animal communicators to know about, and you may already know about flower essences. Are you familiar with them? Um, yes, not hugely, but definitely familiar, and it's something I kind of want to, yeah, look into more because I, I don't use them myself, haven't done, other than the odd rescue remedy that, in the past, but I don't, I've heard really good things about them. So. Okay, good. So um, Rescue Remedy, yes, is the most popularly well-known flower essence there is. Um, I will tell you that if you Google for Bach, B-A-C-H, Bach flower essences, you will get a listing of a whole bunch more. I think there's like 23 in the set, aside from Rescue Remedy. And each one has a nice little description about what it can be used for. There is another um, website where I get or refer my clients to um, flower essences from the company of Green Hope Farms, but they're here in the States. You might want to find one in your own country um, that, you know, to you seems to energetically read as being appropriate. Flower essences can be used for any animal, okay? They can be used for people as well as animals. When it comes to birds, I've not found it to be a problem, although birds can be sensitive to chemicals and things of that sort. Um, flower essence really isn't a chemical. It's a water that is activated with the energy of specific flower petals that have been immersed in the water for a time and then they were physically removed so there's no physical component to the flower essence but what gets retained is the energy 
of the vibration of that flower petal. And certain flower petals offer different things. The holly flower petal, for example, helps those animals and people who have jealousy issues. The crab apple, uh, crab apple flower essence petal helps those animals that are feeling unclean or filthy or dirty. It can help animals clear parasites on occasion. Now, not at the exclusion of using a parasite control dewormer, you still want to use that, but this helps them more on the, the mental, emotional, and energetic levels. So I will sometimes, when it feels appropriate, recommend flower essences in addition to the conversation we have with the animal and in addition to usually other suggestions of what the owner can do or say at home to the pet to encourage them or to dis, um, dissuade them from doing you know poor choices, at least poor choices from the perspective of the owner, and vice versa. I will tell them if you have one animal in the family who needs a flower essence and you've got multiple other dogs and cats who share a community water bowl, it's still okay to shake the bottle, which activates the flower essence, put a few drops into the water bowl, and it's okay if everybody drinks from it, only, even if only one animal needs it, because it's neutral in the other animals. It only helps the animal that, first off, wants help, okay? An animal can, can totally receive a flower essence and choose to ignore it, ignore its vibrational pattern that helps to open a new door for them into stepping into a new vibration or you know letting go of old habits things along those lines so it, i tell people it's not a cure-all but think of it like gentle support if a person was to take it a few drops in a glass of water sip it throughout the day and sometimes it is appropriate for a person to take the same flower essence as the animal especially if they are experiencing similar qualities or similar um, issues. The, maybe the owner's got jealousy issues and maybe the cat's got jealousy issues. Then both of them are volleyballing back and forth their emotions and it might be nice to get them both on it. Okay. So flower essences, something you know in your own time, I would encourage you to check out. They can be very valuable. And the other thing that's a really nice aid for some dogs especially would be the thunder shirt. It's a type of wrap that goes around their body when they are feeling vulnerable in, you know, space, in the air, in the environment that they live in. Um, are you familiar with the Thunder Shirt? No. Okay. Um, so you'll probably want to Google that at some point, too. Um, people will sometimes use a wrap, uh, you know, just an ace bandage wrap, um, instead of buying the Thunder Shirt which is basically a tight shirt or mimics a tight wrap. The idea behind it is if you have a very an animal that's afraid of thunder or lightning or feels vulnerable um, when they're like you know in a large space or in a home where maybe they just join the home and they're a nervous animal to begin with I would say about 40% of the time you put a wrap on them and 40% of the animals will actually feel like they're being cocooned you know like you swaddle a baby or wrap a baby up in a blanket it gives them that sense of, oh, here I am in space and I am safe. It gives them a slight buffer or barrier between them and the outside environment. Um, horses, this can be hugely beneficial to horses. Of course, there you got to use an ace bandage. And there's actually websites if you Google, you know, um, using a wrap on a horse or ace bandage in horses. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there on this as well. But a thunder shirt for dogs is a nice thing to explore in your own time too. Um, so those are just a couple nice 
you know, tools in your toolbox, things that you, you probably as a communicator are going to want to know about. And over the years, you're going to pick up other tools, you know, information, acupressure, acupuncture, you know, exercises, therapy, um, touch, you know, and massage that doesn't even have to be professional, that the owner can do at home that can help to calm the nervous systems of some animals. So you'll, you'll pick up those tools as you go along. Do you have any questions on that? No, no, no. Okay. So let's go ahead and have you choose who you want to work with first from the photos oh. I sent you. I, I, I don't like, it's so hard to choose. I've looked at them all. They're all so interesting and gorgeous. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'll just have a quick, what are, 9.30, we might get to do a few then. Um. I really got to say hi to Lucy. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to work with the universe to go to all the answers so that we don't interfere with Lucy. Okay. So let me tell you what the owner told me. This is one of my clients. So the owner, um, I worked with her, Gail. Gail is a woman who lives in a city here in you know New York. So New York City. She is a woman who has multiple cockatiels and parakeets that run free in her apartment. She's a single woman, lives by herself, probably in her 60s, okay? And she adores her birds. So she approached me and she said, Lucy is driving me crazy. Lucy is grabbing at my ankles when I walk by. She's pecking at my skin. And these are all things that are not normally Lucy behavior. She is pulling apart the wooden pieces uh, in the corners of rooms. She's like pecking at the wall, pulling apart the baseboard with her beak. She's destroying the inside of the apartment physically in that way. She's also finding and looking for my jewelry, my necklaces, my earrings, and she's destroying them with her beak. She's pulling them apart and she is screeching. The screeching, the owner said, I cannot stand. It's driving me batty. Now, what you'll need to know is that this cockatiel, Lucy, does have a male cockatiel mate, um, and I honestly cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but the two of them are approximately, both these birds are approximately the same age. She's an older, mature bird. I forget her age, but she is an adult. She's not a, not a young one, and Gail has had her for many years. She's also a oh, Willie. Willie's the, the bird's mate's name. She's also had Willie. For many years. Willie is unable to fly due to a early life injury. However, Lucy can fly. So, owners will tell you their side of the coin. That's a great example of their side of the coin. And then they'll say to you, can you please help me and tell me what's going on? So, I'm going to leave this kind of open-ended and only offer you guidance as need be. If this was you doing your session, knowing that in this case you're going to go to the universe to get all your answers, what would be the first question you might want to ask the universe in order to discover what's going on with Lucy? And, and there's so many angles you can start from and, and proceed from. So what feels right, like the first question to ask? My first question that comes to mind is how is Lucy feeling uh, physically? Okay, so go ahead and ask the universe that and I'll give you feedback. Um, Lucy's feeling some tension 
in her body due to some anxiety, emotional anxiety. This is all correct. Good job. So pretend that I was the owner listening to that. I would say, okay, and anything more? seems to be um, annoyed, um, unhappy with some recent changes in the home. Okay, this bird is annoyed and she is unhappy. Good. So the owner might say, what kind of recent changes is the bird referring to? Something to do with she, the owner, uh, sorry, Gail was her name? Yep. strongly trying to bring something to Gail's attention, um, what that something is, something Gail has done or hasn't done, um, that has really kind of rubbed Lucy up the wrong way. Um, You're could right. It be as simple as give another different food or something that she doesn't like or uh, okay, let me just <laughs> okay so let go of the food now you're right that this bird is angry or miffed with Gail we need to find out and this is just a portion of what's going on but we need to find out what is she miffed about so what would you ask the universe what has upset her what has Gail said or done that has upset Lucy so much Okay, good question. Oh no, did she bring another female home? Birdie? No. And it's. No. Is Lucy. Huh? No. 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 But what? Well, she's. got a new boyfriend? No. Lucy's. No. Okay, I don't know then. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Stick with it. Okay, this is part of learning. So take a deep breath. Drop down deep. Let go of what you've already heard. And ask the question, why is Lucy angry with Gail? Gail's not what? Gail's not what? You're, you're, yes. What is that final word? Gail's not what? <laughs> She's just not being there for Lucy. Yes. Like she used to be. Yes. 
she's not there for Lucy, she's not understanding Lucy, she's not listening to Lucy. Ask the universe, how does, so exactly how does Gail not listening to Lucy make Lucy feel then? Unimportant. Okay, which then emotionally makes the bird feel how? Anxious, angry, upset, annoyed. Okay. Unhappy, unhappy. Yes, all she of this. She has a very strong connection with Gail and she's feeling that Gail's not being present with that that beautiful connection that they've always had. She's very, very bonded with her person. Okay. Okay, good. So that's one aspect. So whenever we communicate with an animal, we sometimes need to always double check, okay, is that the only problem? Because sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. So maybe it's just a problem with Gail and that's all there is to it, or maybe not, regarding Lucy's behavior. So ask the universe. Is Lucy is all of Lucy's behavior because only because Gail's not listening? No, I feel there's more to it. Good. So if you were by yourself, where would you go now in your next question? What what else is bothering Lucy? What else is Lucy? stressed about or anxious about. Okay, great. So go ahead and pose that. Oh, again. Is there a physical ailment? Is there something physical? Well, it depends on how you view that. So explore, do a follow-up question with the universe, and I'll tell you if you're, you're right or not. Okay, we're, we're, this is this is close. Okay, so Gail did not limit the space in the apartment. However, Lucy is feeling like she is limited in her space of where she can go, where she wants to go. But the reality is, no, the owner did not limit anything. But this is still very accurate information. Okay, and I'll tell you why towards the end. So right now, we're just trying to get a list of What's causing this bird to be angry? What's causing the tension? Okay, so she feels not listened, like she's not being heard. Yes. Um, she feels limited. Yes. Okay, so perhaps the others have some sort of more privilege or something, and she does. Perhaps um, that's giving her feelings of limited. Um, She's feeling angry. Yes. I feel the anger is coming from a place of hurt. hurt. Yes. Um, she feels, Lucy feels, not, that's not number one, 
but maybe she's been there like she's got a really feels this very strong deep connection with that person and um she feels that she should be the one that's almost like the privileged bird has she been there the longest or something (laughs) maybe the first bird that came and has that sense of well feel her personality that'll answer your question I feel her as, you know, top dog. Yes. Yes. And so she wants to be treated as top dog. Yes. <laughs> um, no matter how many other birds there are, she's the top dog. Yes. Birds. Yes. Good. Yes, you're right. Okay. So she's very confident. She's very bold. She's very bossy. She's very, um, this is me. And yeah, I rule the roost around here. And I am a very angry alpha right now. Okay, okay. so check out her relationship with uh, Willie, her mate. So this relationship, um, in a strange way, in a, let me, let me think, he, he is the opposite of those, of confident, bold and bossy, so in a way they kind of complement each other, but does it, 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 there's still a bit of kerfuffle here and there they have a bit of um, tension between them sometimes okay good good now take a look at the love factor find out or discover how much love Willie has for her and then how much love she has for him I feel a very deep very strong love it's their personalities that interfere sometimes Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Who loves who more, though? There is one one of those loves the bird more, the opposite bird more so. Yes, this is accurate. And infatuation is a fantastic word. And they are very opposite in personality. Good. So how much infatuation does she have with him? Um, <laughs> not so much infatuation, more of I enjoy your attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> you make me feel good and so I can have my way with you. There you <laughs> go. And don't feel like you got a pussyfoot around it. She, she just, it's like he's, he's, um, she values him to a degree, but only when it's convenient. And, you know, she's just, he's the starstruck lover for her. And, ah, uh, okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of cute, really, isn't it? Mmm. Lucy so, would disagree. <laughs> okay. Take a look at how she's feeling emotionally with Willie at the time of all this problem that was taking place. Well, I feel like she's pissed off with him too. Yes. Why? Well, she feels he's contributing to her problems rather than helping her. Yes. And what problem is he contributing to specifically? She'll tell, or well, the universe will tell you. But the listening, the listening 
Okay. And if the others could hear her loud and clear, what would she say to them? She wants more space from Willie. Ah. Oh. There you go. And how does the owner fit into this? Ask the she universe. Putting him, pushing him together, or putting him in a space to, together, or or not. Like, yeah, that's where the limited feelings are coming from for Lucy. It's yes. Like, ah, give me some space. <laughs> yes. From this, this, this. Oh my goodness! Like, Willie, who's just, yeah, like. Suck it your energy a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yes, good, good, good. So in an ideal world, again going through the universe, Lucy would want to do what with Willie? Break up with him. Uh-huh. And in uh -huh. an ideal world, what would she do with her person, Gail? Um, well, the, the, the opposite. She's not going to break up. I'm not sure actually so what you mean by ideal world now when it comes to that. Because I don't feel she wants to leave Gail. She Good. wants to be, if anything, closer to Gail. Yeah. She wants to be closer. She wants to be understood. She wants Gail to protect her from Willie, and Gail's not doing that. Oh. She oh. is frustrated because her person isn't doing what she, Lucy, thinks she ought to be doing in protecting her from Willie's advances. Right. And he's not just all about um, sex with her. He's actually about, oh, cuddle with me, stand by me, feed with me. He brings yeah. he brings Lucy gifts, and she's just like, ugh. All right. He's needy. He feels needy. Yes. Yes. Good. So once that was all discovered, I, I then had asked Lucy, well, okay, in an ideal world, what would you want? What do you need? So we can express that to Gail and we'll see what's possible. Mm -hmm. So going to the universe, go ahead and address some of that. Was she ideally uh, having time with uh, having space from, uh, firstly, Gail not to sort of mushy-cushy about the two of them being, you know, together. And to have space apart where she's just not got really in her face. Yes. Um, yep, and that's or, exactly what she told me. Give me give me some spaces to go to where Willie can't go, where he can't see me, where he can't follow me. Provide those to me, person, because I need those for my sanity. Hmm. Okay. So I had said to the owner, I said, you know, um, since I'm already familiar with this pair, when they are when they she's also hormonal by the way during this time she is not wanting to have babies but he is and yet she's still hormonal and she's wanting to nest okay but she can't nest because Willie always finds her she can't be she can't find any spot to get alone time for herself but i had said to the owner I said what about putting um Lucy in the closet, since I know these birds love the closet, and when they are in love with each other, they nest in the closet and have, you know, eggs and all that. And the owner was like, I don't want to put her in there and close the door because Willie will scream and screech if he knows she's in there. So, it was about getting creative, and I asked Lucy, how can we help you have alone time 
where he is not screaming and screeching because he can't get to you. And what she had shared was, give me a spot where he's still looking for me. Because when he's on the lookout for her, hunting her, he's quiet. He's busy. <laughs> okay, now remember, she can fly and he can't. So if you were doing a session, go to the universe and ask, what is a suggestion that I could offer that would work for all involved? Well, if uh, there could be an enclosed space that's high up where she could fly to and he can't. Yes. That, like a hole? Yep. That she can go into, it's completely closed, she can't be seen. And she just wants that, like, I can't be seen place. Um, and even if he does see, well, if he doesn't see her, he won't screech. Mm. So just a place high up. Yes. Good. Now sometimes in sessions you can always talk to the other animals, in this case Willie, and ask, you know, hey Willie, here's what's happened to Lucy, would you be willing to back off? I want you to, you don't need to connect to Willie for this or even through the universe for Willie, but do go to the universe and get a feel for if you were to approach that kind of conversation with Willie. Would he be open to it or not? Sorry, uh, he's a bit immature, they say. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, um, yes, he would be willing. He, he really loves her. <laughs> okay, so would he be able to follow through and actually leave her alone? Ask the universe. No, I actually find that hard for him. Yes. Yes, it is. So ask the universe how willing the owner was to create spots around the house that she could go to and he couldn't. Yeah, they're not giving me a great deal of cooperation there anyway. She's a, a little bit, um, a little bit, uh, nuisance type thing. Okay, the, on the owner you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the owner um, was one of those people, sweetheart of a lady, but she was like, just tell her to stop. Mm. And, you know, she's one of those clients who I've worked with m numerous times, like, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> we have to retrain the body, offer this, this bird some freedom, because she's lacking freedom. She's, she's feeling confined in the sense that she can't get away from her boyfriend. And she is frustrated that you're not helping the situation. She is desperate. She's destroying your house, your jewelry, to, and pecking at your feet mm. to try to get your attention. She's screaming for help. Mm. Okay, and yeah, the owner really didn't, I mean, I will tell you, the owner does have health issues, so there are times she can barely get out of bed, so, you know, I'm not going to place judgment, but it's a very tough situation, and the owner just really isn't too much in a place to want to do too much effort. Okay. Okay. Good job. Good job. Now, I will tell you, the outcome of this was the owner did do a, a few of the, the easier suggestions I'd offered her, and she emailed me later, and she said, Lucy is so much happier. She wow. has, you know, calmed down quite a bit. The screaming is minimal now. So she made her some spots to go to, did she? She did, and I had also wow. gotten from the universe to have Gail switch up the living room, because the birds know where to walk, where to go, and all that. Switch up the living room so at least it would provide a different layout 
and Willie's gotta kind of, you know, make an effort to look here and there now because things are switched up. Okay. So the thing with that was you uh, guided me in asking a lot of questions. So when you do the universe talk, like I feel like that went went well, but only because I got a lot of guidance from you to okay. in the in the direction to go. Okay. Um, so what if I was just on my own, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And the frustrating part was the very part that I was really hesitant to say was actually the part that was on track. <laughs> so this is really frustrating. So learning to ask questions is something that experience will bring your way. Okay? Um, there's times where you're communicating with an animal and you get accurate information but you're missing a piece or two or more and it doesn't feel complete. Um, if you ever find, feel like, I don't know what to ask next, universe, I don't feel like we're complete yet, then direct that question right to the universe. And heck, you can do that silently for the entire session if you want guidance. I won't be there to guide you, but the universe will. Universe, what question should I ask next? What do I need to ask now? Who do I ask? What do I offer as a suggestion? The universe can be your guide. If you make it your intention that the universe is offering you information that is of the highest, for the highest and greatest good of all involved, you know, and that you are staying close to the light, close to God, close to the divine, whatever you prefer to call it, then you are going to receive high vibrational guidance. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Good. All right. I'll let you do the next one more on your own. Oh. And I'll only offer you a question when you, fee when you ask me for. When you ask me for more guidance, I will guide you. I'll guide you and give you a question, okay? All right. So let's just thank the universe for Lucy. Make sure that you are energetically cleared of all her stuff. And who do you want to work with next? Uh, okay. Um, oh, so. <laughs> There's no wrong animal. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's just like, they're all so interesting. And I keep going, oh, but I've worked with cats, but this one looks amazing. And it's got, you know, something, something, oh, it's just always a new, new and unique communication. And then horses, they're all so, hmm. um, so I feel very drawn to the cat, Kinner. Okay, excellent. So I'll tell you exactly what the owner told me as the problem. So she says to me on the phone, Kinner is about a three-year-old male cat. He's the only pet that I own. I am elderly. I live by myself in a house. And he is an indoor-only cat. And I am struggling with the fact that almost every day he bites me. He scratches me. He attacks me. He'll hide behind, you know, the door. And I'll walk into the kitchen and he'll attack my ankles. And I actually have wounds. And my friends are all telling me to get rid of the cat because he's hurting me. 
I don't understand what's going on. I've had him for um, over a year. We used to have a good relationship, but he's been doing this now for the past few months. What is going on? Wow. These are real-life problems, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so we're going to go to the universe again for all this. So you, you tell, me what, tell me what your question is so I, I know what you're asking, and then tell me what you get. question I guess is what happened did you I think you said sorry what was the owner's name uh Pat is her name so did Pat say she had a good relationship for one year and then Kinner started doing all this yes I guess my first question is what happened to change Kinner's relationship with Pat okay does that sound okay yeah, it sounds like a great question. So I, really I want you to give me what you got. Try to stay Pat, out of your Pat mind, but doubts. Towards Kinner. Pat was harsh towards Kinner, and he didn't like that. Maybe. Find out from the universe what harsh means, and I'll be able to tell you more if you're right on track. I get it. Well, if you say maybe, it couldn't be that, but they... Show me a, a heart lock. No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe give, give he, it. Give he lock, locked her up in his room for a long time, or hit, hit her. Actually, was the first thing that came was that she actually showed a physical uh, aggression. Okay. So I believe there was a time that she did tell me that, yeah, she got so frustrated with him attacking her that she hits him when he attacks her ankles. When he's bloodying her up and attacking her, she does defend herself. So this may be what you're getting, okay? Um, you also got a piece about him, her locking him in a room. So my sense is she didn't do that, but you are very accurate in the idea of him being locked up. So, um, I still haven't had my question answered. What happened to change Kinner's feelings and behavior towards toward Pat. Okay, so if you don't feel it's been answered, by all means, go back to the universe and see if you can get something more clear. Well, the aggression, the, the hitting Pat, it happened afterwards, so that's not the answer. And then um, the feeling of being locked up, well, 
see, like, what I'm saying is Kinner literally locked in a small room where he's freaking out and he hates it and he's really um, freaking out, literally, like something's scaring him and he completely blames Pat for that. Okay, so that image you got, I want you to go to the universe and ask the universe, what does this image mean? Let go of all the components of how clear the image is, the, the detail. Just ask, what does this image mean, universe? Well, he wants to be free. Aha! He wants to be free. He wants to express himself as a cat. He's a very... He wants to hunt. Yes. He wants to get his body on the earth. Yes. He wants to be in control of his own life. Yes. And he hates her for, for taking that away from him. Yes. He really hates her. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Sorry, I'm trying to block the thing. Um, he hates her so badly for that. He feels he's, like he's had his entire life locked up in a room. Yes. He can't live like that. Okay, like that. Yes. So the owner's feedback when I said something of a similar nature to her is, well, I never lock him in a room, but he is indoor only. identified for yourself which is good that you have an opinion or we could also use the word belief about cats and the nature of going outside so what I want you to do during a session whenever your own stuff comes up fine to notice it I want you to take a big deep breath and drop lower than that belief go so deep that you are now back into a space of neutrality and now what is your next question to the universe Uh, how could, how will Kino be happy and peaceful and calm? Okay. Well, he, he needs his freedom. Yes. I want you, this is right, okay, you're, you're right on, this is exactly what the, the cat was like, my God, let me out. <laughs> let me out. So I want you to really feel into the emotional state of this cat and express to the owner because see our job as an ACR is to help the owner understand from the pet's point of view oh, how in this case how difficult it is what it feels like to be kept indoor only and what 
changes might happen for them or that they predict might happen for themselves if they were let outdoors. I want you to help express the cat's emotional state to the owner so we can help her understand. And you've got to feel it. You can't give your own opinion. You've got to feel it from the cat's, or in this case, the universe's perspective. So Kenneth, he feels like he just wants to scratch the walls down. He's so frustrated and so pent up with this feeling of just being unable to live his life. Nice. Um, sorry? Nice. That's good. Now what about the flip side? If he was let out, how would he feel emotionally? Uh, understood, heard, um, he'd feel he can be himself, so he could relax, um, happy because he can explore. Um, yeah. Just free. Good. Free. Good. So I said all that to the owner, and I said to her, are you truly opposed to letting him be an indoor-outdoor cat? And her response to me was, well, in the prior house I lived in, he was an indoor and slash porch cat. I had a large screened-in porch, so I didn't let him outside, but he could kind of be outside in this large screen porch. In this new house that I moved to about six months ago, uh, I've kept him indoor only because we're out in the country, we're in a complex, there's other apartments, you know, attached to the same building, there's a field outside, and there is no front porch for me to allow him out on. And my concern is that he's going to run away or get lost if I let him out. That was her answer. So, we now know what the owner's fear is. Him getting lost or him getting running away. What might you want to do now as a communicator? Well, um... Okay, so here I feel like I'm going into human counseling, uh, which is outside of my experience, but I, I guess I would the val value ask her to perhaps be responsible for her own fear and communicate this to the cat and set some healthy boundaries that can help appease her fears but also give him the feeling of happiness and joy that he needs. Um, that would be so. very nice. That would be very nice. That would be great. So I would do that and I would go directly to the cat and ask him anything you want to say about her fear of you being lost? Anything you want to say about her fear around you running away? So, the happier, if he can feel happy and, um, you know, served in his environment, he, he's not, not going to run away. <laughs> he, he'll be happy to stay, but, um, and he, he's... I feel he's also quite happy to cooperate if he could understand what she needs. 
there's a cooperation between the two. Then he, she understands what he needs. It could actually become a beautiful connection. Very good. Very good. So ask the... So, oh, I told you I wasn't going to ask questions. Okay. Is there anything else you would want to ask the universe? Oh, um... I don't know. Could you help me with a question here? <laughs> yeah. So what I said to the owner is, you know what, let me ask him. Does he have any intention of running away? Let's hear it straight from the poor horse's mouth. Okay, so the feeling I have, and I mean, this is hard, but the feeling I have because of his frustration is that he has moments where he feels like all he wants to do is run away. Um, but again, if he could just be uh, honoured for his needs as a cat, his personal needs as a cat, then no, he's happy to, to stay. Yes, that's correct. So then the owner asks, so, okay, if I let him outside during the day, would he be willing to come in at night? Oh, yes, yes, he could work with that, yes. Good. And the owner also said, so if I let him outside, is he going to stop attacking me? Oh, yes. <laughs> he's going to, he's just already relaxed at the thought of it, of yes. just having his outside joy <laughs> fulfilled, yes. And will he stop hating me? Oh, yes, because he feels that she's starting to care for his needs as much as her own. Mm -hmm. as much or more than her own yes that means a lot to him yes indeed very very good jenny so the outcome of the conversation with the owner was such that she started letting him out during the day in at night and his whole demeanor changed oh. he was polite he was loving he was kind to her the attacks fully stopped I mean, it was like night and day, she said. It was like she had a reset button, and he was now the sweet kitty she knew he was. And he was so much happier. He was balanced. Mm. Yep. Balanced, yeah, that's the... Yes, mm. excellent. All right, well, thank the universe, and make sure you, you disconnect fully. It's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. <sighs> nice job. So, any questions or thoughts before we end? It's hard. <laughs> so, what's um, the hard part? What do you, what do you, when you say it's hard, what do you find challenging? It's just my fear of getting it wrong, I think. Uh, and not so much even because I, I, I look bad or incompetent, not that, but more for the customer, the client. The, what if, you know, uh, oh, if he, if I said, oh, yes, he's, he'll be fine, he'll, he won't run away, and then he gets out and runs away, imagine that, you know? But. Yes. Okay. So... I always relay what I hear from the, the animal, um, you know, and I, I would say, I, you know, when I talked with him, I was like, you know, he's telling me that he has really no intention of running away. He just has to have an escape, which is getting outdoors, and then he feels he'll be rebalanced, and there won't be this need to run away. But there are times he wants to get away from you. This cat is desperate for freedom. 
He's attacking you because you're so frustrated that he doesn't have a healthy outlet. And he is attacking the thing, in this case the person, who is stopping him from having it all. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. We, we relay the animal's words, and then what if they decide to change their mind and up and go? You're right. And I will tell you, that doesn't tend to happen too very often. The animals tend to stick to their word. But, you know, you could always, if it made you feel better, suffice it to say at the end, you know, do know the animals, just like people, can change their minds. But this is what I'm hearing him say right now. And the other thing I find hard is just to trust myself. Um, as soon as I have information come, and then I go, oh, is that my mind? Oh, what was that? Where was that? I would love it if I had a very clear, okay, this is your mind teller, and this is the communication from the universe slash the animal. Right. Like as if one came in red and one came in green. <laughs> you know, I really want to... Okay, this is what the animal, okay, this is yeah. what the animal, okay, this is what, you know, and be really, I don't know, it's not confidence, it's just clear. Confidence can be sort of made up, I don't know, but it's, it's just, okay, so that's in red, so that's, a, and that's in green, that level of clarity. Mm. I hear you, and I will tell you, Penelope Smith, who's been doing this for a lifetime, when she's working with one of her own animals, she will still, if it's a really, you know, serious situation, like when one of her cats got out of her van while she was traveling, um, she talked with the cat, and then she contacted another communicator friend of hers and had her ask the cat the same questions. So even if we've been doing this for a lifetime, I think there's sometimes going to be those areas where it's more of a challenge for us to have the clarity that we so desire. Okay. Um, I will tell you, over the years, it's gotten a lot easier to have more of that distinction of clarity of, oh, yes, this is from the animal, oh, yes, this is my thought. But every now and then, especially in the area around my beliefs, where I've still got something to work through, those animals will trigger something in me that, you know, brings it to my attention so that I, as a human on my own personal journey, can look at it, deal with it, address it. Um, it will get easier but I don't think it's ever going to go away to the point where, oh, from here on out, this point forward, for the rest of your life, it's going to be all clear. It's probably not going to happen. So with that said, know that you are interpreting the energy to the best of your ability. And that is enough. It really is enough, so allow it to be enough. And you did a really good job with both of these. So from here on out, when we work together, and I might have to remind you of this next time, I want you to do your best, as you've been doing for the most part, of always telling me the raw, organic interpretation, you know, images, etc., words that you're receiving. And I want you to do your best to edit out and not even say out loud, oh, I'm not sure if this is right. Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm doubting myself. Oh, this is hard. Because that's all just your human mind going back and forth. And Jenny, I'll tell you, as you're learning with me, it's not a big deal to go back and forth. I'm just going to encourage you to kind of step up to the next level, which is catch those human thoughts of yours, your ego mind, your doubts that come in, and let them go. Because when you're doing a session with a client, they've come to hear their animal. Not, you know, it really doesn't, entertain them too much to hear their animal and your thoughts mixed in. <laughs> and I 
Good call, good call. Mm. Yeah, but while you're doing it with me, it's okay. It's because I know that's the process. I went through it myself. It's the process every beginner student goes through, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just want to point it out so you know there is there is a different way of doing it if you're ready to challenge yourself up to the next level. Well, yes, um, I have my appointment with Alicia for this Friday. We couldn't get one sooner because she was away. Okay. Good. But I did contact her on Saturday, and she was very excited <laughs> to yes. know that I was working with you. I did tell her before, but uh, and she's yeah, and happy to. So we'll, we've got. I'll do that on. So that will be a good, um, good kind of real life practice. Yes. So um, there are a couple different ways you can work it with Alicia. What I want you to really do is is gather information. Gather information about the animal's personality, how they interact with both, you know, the, the people that they know and love as well as with strangers or visitors, because for some animals that's very distinctly different. Um, ask them about their favorite activities, what they dislike, what they're afraid of. I mean, it, it, you don't have to write all these down, you'll get the recording anyway. But just basically things that Alicia can pretty much confirm, yes or no. Okay, and if she has any specific questions that she wants to know and you're willing to, you know, entertain those, um, by all means you can ask that as well. But I really want you to focus a lot of your questions, most of your questions, on things she can give you confirmation on in a black and white kind of way. Focus on questions with black and white confirmation, yep. Yep. Because that right there, that feedback is going to tell you you're either yes, you're right, or no, it's not accurate, recheck again. Okay? And, and the getting the yeses over time is going to give you the confidence that, oh, I am doing this. And you know what? Take as long as you need to listen and relay out loud the answer you hear from the animal. Okay? Don't feel like you got to rush through it. There's no rushing involved. Stick to the raw, organic energy. If you get an image that does not automatically come with automatic knowing about what it's about, ask the animal or the universe. But if you got the animal there, work with the animal. Animal, what does this image mean? Because in this case, did you notice your image of him being closed in the room was something she never did as an owner, but was something that it was feeling like to him was happening. So it was symbolic in this case for how he was, he was feeling trapped. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> one, one more question. I'm actually considering, because I, I find these very valuable and they really keep me moving forward with this because of the set times and set commitment. Um, if, if we fit complete, well, we're halfway through. I am seriously considering doing another uh, round because okay. it's to go, is that, do you think that would, do you, can you, do you work with that? Would you work with me like that where we go? Yeah, I've, yeah. Deep? Yeah, absolutely. I've done that with other students who are more beyond the beginner stage and needed some advanced stuff. Yes. Yeah, advanced. And that way, you know, whether we will know closer to the end, um, really focus on the, you know, the body's ill health or behavioral. I don't know, but we could really get into those, um, yeah. Yep. Advanced, as you would call it. So um, if you're... If you offer that, then, because I couldn't find anything that sort of insinuated that on the website, but if you offer that, um, 
I'm bringing it up now because we have five weeks. One, two, three, yeah. It would be ideal also to keep the same kind of times, just to sort of keep the momentum. Do you know what I mean? Yep, that would be fine. If, if at the end you feel like that's something you want to pursue, the price is the same. It's just, you know, use the same, uh, well, I'll send you a PayPal button. So it'll still be 997 for 10 more sessions at an hour. It would be identical to this, just different material. Yes, okay, now that's perfect. That's all I wanted to know, in which case I just wanted to let you know in advance so that you would keep the same times free because they seem to work very well. Mm. Okay. Yeah, um, oh. I am teaching, uh, yeah. We'll have to play that one by ear. We'll do the best that we can. Um, my October calendar has some four-week class phone sessions that I'll be offering, and I, without my calendar in front of me, I'm not sure what days and times that falls on, but we, we would work something out, Jenny. No worries. Yeah, of course, of course we will, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so great. That sounds awesome. And um, thank you again. You're welcome. You take care. You too. I'll speak to you on Saturday. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.